This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. It's that time of year again. Notting Hill Carnival is back. This bank holiday weekend, over one million people are set to take to the streets of West London to celebrate. This year's event is one for the history books too, as it marks 75 years since the docking of HMS Empire Windrush. It's set to be a carnival to remember. However, there are concerns over how the train strikes will impact the event and whether or not it could dampen the party. Robert Dex is the Evening Standard's arts correspondent. Robert, why is Notting Hill Carnival such an important event for London? On a practical level, it gets millions of people onto the streets in West London on a bank holiday spending money. Um, So it's a huge, huge economic deal. You know, you're talking about um, travel, hotels, food, drink, you know, who knows what. You know, it is a massive generator of, of cash for the economy. You know, people do travel far and wide, you know, from all over the world to, to come and take part and, and to come and see it. So that's, on a very basic level, one of the reasons it, it's important. And, and also, um, I mean, this year they're, they're marking a couple of anniversaries, one of which is the, the 75th anniversary of the, the Windrush um, docking, um, docking in England and, and starting off that big post-war wave of um, immigration from the, from the Caribbean. You just, you know... You just have to walk around London with your eyes open to, to see the, the effect. You know that's changed changed the city completely. And one of the ways it's changed the city is, is this carnival. The, the people who founded this carnival, who set it up, were among that post-war generation of immigrants who came here. Um, they ended up in Notting Hill because even though it's hard to believe now when you see the, the house prices after the Second World War, Notting Hill was basically a slum. It had the cheapest, worst housing in the capital in the central London, and so that's where these people who came with very little ended up. So actually. The whole history of the carnival is just tied in with the history of London post-war. You can't really separate the two. Certainly when you speak to the people who are involved in the organising it at sort of very top level, who tend to be people whose families have been doing it for generations, you know, they're maybe the second or third generation to be involved in a carnival. Um, they very much understand that, you know, and it's central to what they do. There are two landmark anniversaries this year for the Notting Hill Carnival. Just explain why this year's event is so special. I mean, as I say, I mentioned the Windrush, Windrush anniversary, which is 75 years since that sort of big post-war wave of um, immigration from the, the Caribbean. They're marking that. I mean, actually, 
to be to be fair, um, I spoke to the CEO of um, of the carnival, Matthew Phillip, and Matthew said basically, you know, every carnival is really a, a tribute and marking what happened with Windrush because it's you know the the two are just so closely aligned. And but the other anniversary, actually, um, which sounds like a weird thing to say, is um, it's the anniversary in 1973 when they first brought sound systems and, and what they call mass bands, the big bands of masquerading performers that you know dance through the streets. They they only started in 1973, so that's kind of if you ask people now what they think of Carnival, they'll think of people in the costumes, massive sound systems, you know, belting out the music. But um, they've not always been there. I think they've been marking the moment that you know 50 years ago. The carnival, I guess, perhaps became more what we know now. I mean, Philip also said actually that same year was the first year they um, they started selling food, which is, which is just madness because you think about carnival and it's you know the smell of all the the cooking and all and all that and you know and all the food and all the drink is such a big part of it. But um, it's just, I guess, really how it's utterly transformed over, over that time. What started as a local neighbourhood thing is now this massive, massive event. Though, if you ever speak to anyone who, who helps organise Carnival, who's, you know, sort of behind the scenes, if, if you call it a street party, you'll be shot down pretty quickly. Because they, it is not a street party if you talk to them. And Carnival is a very different thing. It's almost like it's its own thing. And what makes the Carnival what it is, is, is those sound systems and the bands. Let's go to the ads. Stay there, Tim Hall, from our arts correspondent, Robert Dex, on what the Mayor of London had to say about Notting Hill Carnival in the Evening Standard newspaper. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is the Evening Standard's arts correspondent, Robert Dex. Robert, the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has written a piece for the paper about Notting Hill Carnival. What did he have to say? Yeah, I, I mean, that sort of tells you a lot of what you need to know about the carnival. And it's important, certainly, that, that, that the Mayor would, would write about it in, in, in the Standard. There was something interesting that he, d- he did mention in it. He put it something like um, he wanted to make sure that Carnival stayed in the community. This is what he said. As a mayor for all Londoners, I will always do whatever I can to ensure this celebration of cultural identity and freedom continues to thrive and is held in the community for the benefit of the community and organised by the community. Because um, we have seen his his rival in the upcoming election, um, the Conservative candidate, suggest that Carnival should perhaps be moved. And certainly, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Ken Livingstone suggested it should be moved as well. I think he wanted to put it in Hyde Park. And the general 
the argument normally used is it, it's massively expensive and difficult to police and it doesn't really have a formal start or an end because people just spread out everywhere and it'd be much easier if we concentrated all these people in one place. So um, it's interesting to see that debate rear its head again. And obviously, Sadiq, if he didn't say it in quite so many words, sounds like he's, um, his policy is going to be that it is from West London and it stays in the streets of West London. The op-ed, which you can read um, from the mayor in today's paper, does talk about the, the roots of carnival. And as I said, I mean, post-war Notting Hill was one of the poorest parts of the city. It was also infamous for, for racial tension. It had always been poor. The housing had always been bad. There was suddenly this influx of a black Caribbean community, people who before the war had been railing against Jews who sort of popped up again in the 50s and started um, stirring the port and, and causing trouble. And then there were serious race riots. You know, um, basically there was fascists organising in Notting Hill and, and there was a lot of violence. And there was, in fact, one particular murder a guy called Kelso Cochran, who was murdered. No one was ever brought to trial for the case. Um, it, the case is actually still open. The Met recently been in the news saying the case is still open. Um, that, that murder was never solved. And it, and it was things like that, r- race riots, agitators coming in from outside trying to cause trouble in, in, in this murder that sort of was one of the inspirations for the original Caribbean carnival, which was a fairly small affair, but was set up by local people to try to bring the community together a bit and provide a focus that, that was away from all, from all the trouble. And, and that's where what we now know as Notting Hill Carnival starts. But certainly there's always been that political edge to, to carnival, and that's something else the mayor says. Uh, writing in, in the paper, he says, we've seen attempts by some to use carnival as a way of denigrating our black and Caribbean communities and as a means of dividing Londoners, which I think, again, is... a uh, reading between the lines, a, a bit of a pop at some of his opponents who often target Carnival and say, you know, it's it's this lawless affair and the, the cost in to the taxpayer of policing it is, is outrageous. So I, I think that's a, fair to say that the mayor is, um, when he goes looking for votes in West London um, at the next election, will very much be saying, you know, he backs Carnival, he backs the people who organise it and that he wants it to stay where it is as it is now. Train strikes are happening over this bank holiday weekend. Are there concerns that they will impact the amount of people attending? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's bound to hit the numbers attending because, I mean, you know, it is a big London thing, but people come in from outside London to to go. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there will be devoted carnival goers who beat the rail strikes, you know, either by getting a, a cab all the way or by getting their trains in early and leaving late and making an even longer weekend of it than they normally do. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that numbers will be down. We probably won't know because actually getting accurate numbers for Carnival is pretty tricky because obviously, it do, you know, not everyone walks through a gate to, to get in and, and, and clocks in and clocks out again. So all, knowing figures are always a bit sketchy, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if numbers are down. And, and also... The cost of living probably won't help. You know, a lot of people don't have lots of money to spare. So um, maybe we'll be um, not out splashing the cash this weekend. You've also been speaking to a midwife who first took part in Carnival in 1975. What did she say about what Notting Hill Carnival means to her? Yeah, Alison Williams. I mean, she's sort of a case in point, really. Um, she took part in 1975. Basically, she... Um, she married into the carnival, essentially, and her husband was one of the original founders of the um, of the carnival. He'd been there sort of since the start, so she sort of, you know, 
married into it and, and learned all about it. They set up a family band. She's been the chief seamstress. So, you know, doing all those amazing costumes, which is pretty much year, a year round job, doing all the admin, doing all the accounts. Her, her daughter now runs the band. So it's now moved on to the next generation. So it's a real family thing. And she's actually spending the carnival slightly differently this year. Um, helping judge the children's carnival. So it's kind of like passing on the torch to the the next generation. And and there is a lot of that. A lot of the people who are sort of behind the scenes in carnival, you know, they they come from families that got such strong links to it that they've been there from the start. Uh, And Alison is one of those. For more news about Notting Hill Carnival, pick up the Evening Standard newspaper or visit our website, standard.co.uk. That's it for this episode. The Leader Podcast is back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.